while the rest of the NFL gets ready for Sunday, the Steelers have a bye week. So we're going to take a step back and look at how has this rookie class progressed through five games and going into the Steelers bye week? Because there's been a lot of hype behind them and they're starting to see a lot of action across the board. All of that and our week six picks here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. It's Chris Carter and Jenna Hunter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We're thinking of for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is, of course, daily fantasy made easy. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports right now. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use all, uh, use our code, all lowercase, NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We're here with Jenna Harner on a Friday. She's back on the show. Jenna, also for the record, we are recording this earlier in the week, recording this on Wednesday because of our schedules. We're both very busy people, uh, but we wanted to make sure we got this episode. And Jenna, how you doing? I am great, Chris. Happy to be back. Sorry about the craziness of last week. Schedules are just insane, but happy to be back here. Happy to. Uh, am I ahead of you in the picks? I know we'll get there, but uh, why, why you gotta bring? Why you gotta bring that stuff up? Why you gotta bring that stuff up? That ain't cool. We was hot right wait, now. Wait for the picks segment to bring the pick stuff up, man. We'll now, if I was there. leading, we'll I'd be there. bringing this up. If I was leading, <laughs> I'd be bringing it right away. So you know, but but hey, not while I'm alive. Anyways, let's get. We'll get to the picks in a minute. But I want to ask you this question about the Steelers rookies. Where do you feel like this class is right now, like across the board, and really like the top four guys? Because they were the guys, Nick Herbig, you know, that's one thing. But you look at the picks that they, they traded up to get Broderick Jones. The Claypool trade got them Joey Porter Jr. Uh, they, you know, they, they, made, they made sure to get Keanu Benton with that next pick in the second round. And they made sure to, to get Darnell Washington late in, late in the third and all four of those guys have seen significant time. Broderick Jones just come, came off his first start. We gave him a two-star grade on our Stars and Skulls segment, as we did Joey Porter Jr. because of his game-changing interception and how well he played during that game. Darnell Washington's been solid, in my opinion. Keanu Benton's also been solid. I feel like this rookie class, you know, it's it's impossible to live up to the hype in five games, but they have built themselves the foundation to live up to the, the high hype that was built for them during this offseason. Absolutely. And they've been impressing in the opportunities that they've had, which is something that we always hear Mike Tomlin talk about. And we hear a lot of the players talk about, too, is a lot of these younger guys know, hey, I'm not going to get all of the starts. I'm not going to come in and immediately be the guy. But whenever they have had their chances to be in there, I think we've seen them make really solid impacts. Again, going back to Joey Porter Jr. and his game ceiling interception last week, that is a huge step. And I think when he specifically has had the opportunity to be involved and to make plays, He's answered the bell. And I think there's a lot of optimism about, okay, he's going to be a really, really, really integral part and a really, really, really big statement piece of the Steelers secondary moving forward. But then again, too, you're also seeing Keanu Benton play really well when he's in there, when he has his opportunities and his ability to stop the run, which again, this is something that Steelers, the Steelers defense absolutely needs. And I'm sitting here like, 
get Darnell Washington more involved. Yeah, because I'm right he's such a threat, and I know his blocking skills have been absolutely fantastic, and he's made impacts in those ways. I think he only has a couple receptions so far. I want to say I think, two, I think just two. Just yeah. two, yeah. But again, when the ball has come his way, he has made the most of his opportunity. I think one was for a first down. Was it the Texans game or was it, it, it was the, the it was the Texans game? It was the Texans game, yes. Yeah, it was a crucial, crucial first down opportunity. But if this offense, and again, there's so many struggles with this offense right now, but when they get into the red zone, why are you not utilizing him more because yeah. of just the mismatch he creates? But I think the rookies have been pretty impressive again. Still early, there's still a really, really, really small sample size, but you're seeing flashes of obvious reasons why the Steelers drafted them, why Omar Khan went after so many of these guys in the ways that they brought them in. And I think that, you know, you can be optimistic about the future just based on what we've seen. It doesn't seem like this was kind of, you know, there, there, I, I, I can't sit here and be like, oh, any of these guys are, you know, were misses. You know, they're all, they've all been really, really impressive up to this point. And again, there's gonna be some growing pains, but from what we've seen, it's been really solid. No, I'm right with you. It's been really solid. And here's the thing. We don't know if there'll be hits or misses yet because they're still progressing to be who they are. But all four of them have been ready. I think they've taken on the challenge. They've been none of them have been liabilities. Like you can't look at them and say like, oh, man, this guy, woof, they, he has really cost the Steelers. So they've not been in that position. I think Broderick Jones, when he played against the Texans a little bit, he could have been a little bit better. But I wasn't really, you know, taking much against him in that in that game with his first like, you know, bigger, bigger NFL action. And then against Jadavian Clowney, I thought he excelled against yeah. against the, the Ravens there. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. Not, not you can't yeah yeah I think we've we've said a lot about what his impact in the in the game was by changing the game around for the Steelers and it was a bit, maybe the biggest play of the game outside of the, the Pickens touchdown. But I look at I look at this across the board and I want us to think back to who we thought at the beginning of the season would would have the most impact on this team as a rookie and now after five games has our opinion changed? I'll, I'll go first. I thought it was going to be Broderick Jones. And I, st- I man, Joey Porter's making a tough case, man, because because that, that interception was just so good. And the and again, I went through the all twenty two. The reason I gave him two stars on my my stars and skulls grades was because he was just solid. Like like there were plays he wasn't even targeted where he was just running with his guy, locking him down, and said, "If you can throw it here, it's not going to be good for you if you do." And that is so huge, and that could turn around this secondary. It's just on the other side. I was just like, man, the way Broderick Jones was run blocking. He could he he could be a big piece to help solidify this offensive line, but I, I, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna say Joey Porter Jr. is probably gonna end up having the biggest impact. Now they got to start him. Grady Brown, the cornerbacks coach, did you know didn't exactly say that they would. That it was a guarantee that he'd be started starting moving forward. Uh, but I just feel like with his position, the way that he's played in the secondary, if he can help take away a, a receiver every game and make it tough on a specific guy, that can make the rest of the secondary's job so much easier and and really boost this defense. I completely agree. And we heard Patrick Peterson after the game, we were talking with him obviously about the interception and things like that for Joey. But he said, you know, he's really noticing the game starting to slow down for Porter Jr., which is something that we always hear a lot of, you know, young players talk about and veterans say, hey, this is kind of that moment when you really feel like, okay, I'm getting my feet under me. And not that that was ever a concern or a question with Joey Porter Jr., but you're just seeing him be like, okay, he knows where he needs to be. He's making the most of the opportunities when he gets in there. He's making impact plays. He's shutting guys down. I mean, 
I, I still don't know why the Ravens threw that ball in that situation, but Lamar Jackson saw the opportunity he had, said, hey, my receiver is one-on-one with a rookie. I'm going to make him pay, and Porter Jr. was the one making Lamar Jackson pay and obviously and ultimately the Ravens pay in that situation. So I, I just think that depending on how the Steelers use him, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but I believe that Patrick Peterson, because of – the package the Steelers had defensively. Peterson was also on the field on that play too. So yeah, he was automatically being like, "Oh, well, he's about to replace him." That'll come in time, but it was still Porter Jr. out on the field making the play. And I think just we're seeing too more of when the ball is thrown his way, he makes solid plays. He really does. Yeah. And I think too, again, you can look at all of these guys and what they've done up to this point, all of the rookies and say, Hey, there's a lot of really, really solid things to build on. And I'm sure those are conversations that are happening within the building too. And obviously again, there needs to be a bigger sample size. They have to get more opportunities. They have to be able to, once they're in, you know, when Darnell Washington, for example, once he's involved in plays more then I think we'll see more things, but right now you can kind of look across the board and say, yeah, this, these guys have been playing pretty solidly for the rookies that they are. And I think that too, I I do think Joey Porter Jr. at the end of the season, we're going to be like, yeah, no, this guy is making a huge, huge, huge impact here. Yeah. And then again, that's not to say that Broderick Jones won't also make a huge impact. I just think with the position of a cornerback and the the Steelers needs right now, one lockdown cornerback, or even just really good, if even if it's not locked down, one really good cornerback could really change the things for this defense. Whereas I think one offensive lineman, he still needs to be even if Broderick Jones becomes, you know, a great offensive lineman in his rookie season, there's still four other pieces that need to go that need to be there along with him. And it's yeah. just it's going to be tougher to get there. I think Isaac Seomalo is doing a fine job. We'll see if James Daniels can get healthy after the bye. Um, you know, I think Chuksa Corfor is fine, you know, most of the time. Mason Cole, I think he's the one that kind of needs to improve the most in these situations. But again, that's why I think I'm leaning more to Joey Porter Jr. with how he's played. But again, for the top four guys, uh, I think they're all on track to be who you want them to be right now for the Steelers. We'll get to our week six picks here on the other side of the break here of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Jenna Hunter, stick with us. We'll be right back. But first, before we do anything else, I want to remind you that this show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Now, what's what's Jace Medical? Jace Medical it, it, it brings you the Jace case, which provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is filling out a simple form online and, in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians, and then you can get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. That's doctor-created and doctor-recommended. Don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected expected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Jace Medical is simple. You go online, fill out a form, and then you get prescription life-saving medications right to your door. The Jace case gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using our code Locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. Locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI. All right, Jenna, now we can talk about the fact that you are ahead of me in the picks. Whatever. I guess that's fine. Cool. Um, Right now, 
I sit at 46 and 32. You sit at 50 and 28. So you are four games ahead of me. Congratulations. I hate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also a quick shout shout out Uh, right now. We have a three way ties for first pace. One team with an inappropriate name that I will not say. There's one team called Steelers in Columbia and another team called J Smith 67th picks. They all have 55 wins leading the way, but lots of teams right behind them with 54 and 53 wins. So keep making your picks on our ESPN pick skim pick them to pick along with me and Jenna here. And now we get to our week six picks here. We're going to do, all the games except the AFC North games in this upcoming segment, because those are going to be the ones that you're going to be wanting to watch the closest. Uh, we'll save those for uh, we'll save those for later. So uh, let's move right into it. Remember, all of our all of our odds, our lines that we provide here come from our 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 sportsbook sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. So let's jump right into the games. We're picking this on Wednesday, so we're skipping over the Thursday night football game, but I don't think we have to even uh, – the Chiefs are going to demolish the Broncos. Everyone knows what's going to happen. Yeah, Chiefs are going to win, no doubt. So so that that's an obvious pick there. But let's get into um, – let's get into some of these Sunday games here. We'll start with Sunday, 1 o'clock, Commanders at the Falcons. These are two tough teams to judge for me right now. The Falcons are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. The home team normally gets, th- gets three points anyways. So this is a toss-up in the eyes of a lot of uh, – uh, a, lot, a lot of issues here, but I say I say the Falcons are going to win at home. I was I was disappointed by the way the Commanders played the last couple of weeks, and I think that they need to turn some things around. Whereas the Falcons' defense, they look like they can create some problems. They look like they're finding ways to run the ball with Bijan Robinson and Desmond Ritter. I think the Falcons went home. I think so too. I think also we've seen a little bit more of Desmond Ritter feeling a little more confident. I think Agreed. there's still a lot of growth he needs, but I also think that he has been he he played has played decently recently, and you're seeing those improvements again. Bijan Robinson to that run game, they're finding ways to get involved. If he finds a hole in the line, my goodness, he is just off to the races. I like the Falcons in this one, but I'm kind of unsure just who these two teams are right now. Uh, I'm I'm right with you there. Moving right along, another game I don't think we'd have a hard time picking the Carolina Panthers at the Miami Dolphins. This is, I believe, the largest point spread of the week. Even though, no, no, sorry, it's actually not. We'll get to the that the one that is the largest point spread in the week. But this is thirteen and a half points. That's a lot of points, but I'll take the points. The, the Dolphins' offense—they're going to be without Devon A. Chain. He's been put on injured reserve, but I don't care. This Dolphins' offense is on fire. They're going to put up a lot of points. The Panthers' offense has been getting better, but I don't think they're going to do nearly enough in this game. Give me Miami and the points. Yeah, I'm going the Dolphins and the points here. This one just makes too much sense. That offense is rolling. I also had to love Mike McDaniel, Mike McDaniel's comments <laughs> the other day about he was asked, they're like the statistical leaders in almost every offensive category up to this point through week five. And he was asked about that. And he was like, yes, that was our goal, actually, at the start of the season to lead statistical categories after week five. So I very much enjoy that. But yeah, the Dolphins, they should win handedly in this one. NFC North showdown, the Vikings at the Bears. The Vikings are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, but without Justin Jefferson, who also went to injured reserve. I'm still taking the Vikings, though. I think that they can still put some things together. They're one of those teams that they're one one and four, and I feel like they're the one team that shouldn't be one and four. Like They they should have a better record right now. They've messed up a lot of opportunities. This Bears game is a get-right game. If they do not get right in this game, they are in a lot of trouble, but I think they do it on the road in Chicago. I think there's a little bit of almost football karma in the sense where they were on the winning side of all those one score games a year ago. And I think they've been on the reverse this year. It's just the way sometimes things are, mm-hmm. the way things have 
played out. I do think this, like you said, is a get right game. It has to be, especially with what we've seen just from the bears, both offensively and defensively. Justin Fields is playing better. I will admit, mm-hmm. but uh, the Vikings to me, just a better team here. Colts at Jaguars, AFC South showdown. Anthony Richardson also put down into reserve. The whole NFL is hurt, Jenna. Um, everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt. So it kind of puts things, Steelers' problems in perspective a little bit here. But the Jaguars are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll take that and the points at home with Gardner Minshew as your opposing quarterback. I know he beat the Ravens. I think the Jaguars will be fine. Yeah, I think the Jags, this should absolutely be their game. If Anthony Richardson was in, I'd feel a little bit differently. I'm going to be intrigued also with the usage of Jonathan Taylor here and how much he gets ramped up in this game. And it feels like he definitely has to go out there and has something to prove. But I, I like the Jags too much in this one. I'm right with you. Saints at Texans, an intriguing matchup here. One of the top defenses in the NFL. The Saints just pitched a shutout last week against one of the hottest quarterbacks in the NFL in C.J. Stroud, who's on a historic pace for a rookie quarterback in his first five starts. The Saints, though, on the road are one and a half point favorites. I'm going back and forth in this one, but I'm going to stick. I'm going to go with the Saints defense. I think wins out collectively defense travels. Well, I think CJ Stroud, this might be the first game where he, he kind of looks a little bit more human in how much of a rookie he is in this one. What say you, John? I'm going exactly with that. I liked the Texans a lot last week, and I expected a lot from them. But even as well as Stroud has been playing, that team has not entirely felt like they've played a complete game other than what we saw from the Steelers. But I think that they're still kind of putting things together here. I like the Saints strictly because their defense, they're riding high off that shutout against the Patriots of all teams. And granted, the Patriots have a whole lot of problems themselves. But I just like the Saints a little bit more in this one. But I love watching C.J. Stroud. I think he is super fun. And I think that there's a lot of excitement for him and this Texans team in the future. Absolutely. Moving right along to the Patriots. They are three point dogs on the road to the Raiders at home. Again, Raiders favored by three on FanDuel Sportsbook. The Raiders impressed me in their win over the over the Packers. Their defense really came to play. Max Crosby does look like one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL, like we've always thought. They were able to intercept the ball. And the Patriots offense looks completely inept. Give me the Raiders as the Patriots travel to the west side, west, west side of things on the in the US to Las Vegas. I'm taking I'm taking the Raiders in this one. Yeah, their defense. I mean, Max Crosby, my goodness. Also, shout out Robert Spillane, former yeah. Steelers, two picks. Yeah. On Monday night as well, I think they just have a better team defensively. I think New England's searching for a whole lot of answers. Mac Jones is going to be the starting quarterback this week, but they've benched him twice through the first five weeks of the season. That does not not bode well. Not Not a good thing at all. Not not bode well. So, yeah, I, I love the Raiders' defense in this one, especially with them playing at home. This could be an interesting one. The Lions at the Buccaneers. Lions three-point favorites on the road in Tampa Bay here, 426 uh, Eastern with this with this kickoff time. I'm taking the Lions here, but, man, Jenna, I, the Bucs are tough to figure out. They're, they've surprised me when they've been good, but they've also surprised me when they've been bad. I'm going I'm to just ride with the Lions because I think collectively they're playing one of the better, but one of the better seasons through five games uh, in the NFC right now. Yeah, I think the Lions have been stringing together a lot of really positive performances lately, and I think they're having a lot of fun with it. But also on the flip side, the same can be said about Baker Mayfield, and I'm really happy just to see him, you know, kind of having a little bit, you can just see the pressure is off of his shoulders a little bit. He doesn't have to be the guy. And he even said, I believe um, on college game day a week ago, just talking about how his time with Tampa really feels like almost when it was when he was at OU. I like it a lot, but I just think the Lions have a little bit more offensive output as well. I think they're going to just keep doing what they've been doing and uh, keep giving Detroit fans a lot to cheer about. 
the Cardinals at the Rams the NFC West showdown here. The Rams are seven point favorites at home. That's a big that's a bit of a spread. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Rams to win, but I would take the Cardinals to cover here. Uh simply because the Cardinals have been a feisty team and the Rams haven't been overly dominant. I wouldn't be shocked if this was an upset here, but James Conner is hurt. So that's I think that's gonna impact things for the for the Cardinals. They're they're gonna have to figure some things out. Meanwhile, Cooper Cup is healthy along with Puka Nakua, and I think that's enough to get Stafford in the offense through this game. Yeah, I think so too. Cooper Cup comes back, and if anybody had him in fantasy, they really enjoyed that because of his performance. I think he had like 188 yards, something to that oh, extent. Did did we enjoy it? And all three teams of mine that had him because we picked him because everyone else was passing him up. So Chris was very happy with that. Smart decision, smart decision. Uh, I think this offense is kind of finding its stride a little bit in an offense that not a lot of people expected to do massive things just based on the personnel that they have. But Tutu Atwell has also emerged for them, and I really like what he brings to you. I think they have a lot of weapons. So I'm going with the Rams. The Cardinals have been feisty, and they're fun to watch. And shouts to Josh Dobbs for performing the way he's been performing. But I I like the Rams a little more in this one. Eagles at the Jets, battle of the green and white teams. The the Eagles are seven-point favorites on the road here. I'm going to take the Eagles and the points. Listen, the Jets have played some inspired football to to fight back and and be able to keep their season alive, but I think the Eagles coming to town is going to just crush all of that. Yeah, I think the Eagles are one of the best teams in the NFL right now. I can't wait to see when they match up with San Francisco, but I, I, I just think that that offense is so fantastic and just all the weapons that they have. But at the same time, I mean, Zach Wilson has been playing a lot better. You're seeing a lot of confidence in him, which is something that the Jets team absolutely needs. Their defense, obviously impressive, and I think they might have a solid day, but I, I just think the Eagles are one of the best teams in the NFL right now. I don't expect them to lose this one. Now for the biggest spread of the week, and that is your New York football giants, Jenna. They are 14-point underdogs on the road against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. The Bills are 14-point favorites here, and it's looking rough for the Giants, Jenna. Buffalo is... uh, Buffalo is is actually you know favored by this point. So you look at the the injury situation right in front of the Giants, and I know that the Bills are missing Matt Milano and Trey White and all these other guys, but the Giants they're missing Daniel Jones, they're missing Saquon Barkley, Wondell Robinson. You just just keep it going. You could name every player on the team. It seems like they're going to be missing him this game. Darren Waller, it's fine. Darren, Everything's great. No. And, and the Giants were already struggling when their guys were healthy. The Bills yep. are going to roll them. I might even take the fourteen point spread here. Yep. Nope. I might do the same thing because uh, the Giants are not fantastic this year. It does not help when your offensive line has riddled with injuries and is struggling to protect your quarterback and give him any time, any chance to make a play. The Bills should win this one handedly, especially considering it's in Buffalo and it's Sunday night football. Are you like, it's just, I, I would take the points too. The Cowboys are the Chargers on Monday night football. The, the Cowboys are two and a half point favorites on the road in Los Angeles coming off of a bye. I'm taking the Chargers in this one simply because I think the Cowboys got a little exposed. And they, you know, when you look back at their wins, everyone's talking about this, this great defense. The Niners beat them up worse than they beat the Steelers up. And it makes me wonder, did the Cowboys just get some favorable opponents to start? The Chargers aren't a great team. They're two and two. But I think that Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, that offense, they're going to be a problem for the Cowboys, and they'll put enough points up on the board. I think this turns into a shootout on both sides, but I'll take the I'll take the Chargers in this one. 
I will too. And I also think that we saw some of Dak's struggles kind of come back. And that's such a big talking point always, but especially coming into this year is was were they going to be able to get over this hurdle? And that game against the 49ers was supposed to be this measuring stick of, okay, this is a Cowboys team that can contend with the tops of the NFC. And we did not see that at all. I think they are hurting from that loss. I think also, too, you're going out to the West Coast. Yes, you're in Dallas, so, you know, you're kind of centrally located, but you're going out. The Chargers coming off a bye. I think this is a perfect recipe for the Cowboys to be searching for a lot of answers coming into next week. Absolutely. We'll get to the AFC North picks here. If you notice, we skipped the Ravens, Browns, and Bengals games. We'll get all of our picks on those games coming up here on the other side of the break of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Jenna Hunter, stick with us. We're going to be right back. But first, I want to remind you that this show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the number one play to play daily fantasy sports now. You can win up to 25 times your money all through football season by selecting just two or more players, pick more or less in their projected stats, and you can place your entry and get ready to win money. Prize Picks is fun and easy because right now, when you play a lot of daily fantasy sports, you're competing against thousands of people. You got to get lucky to get all the right players in the lineup to get just a little bit of money. When you're playing Prize Picks, that's not the case. All you're saying is, like, hey, this player going to get more than a touchdown this week? Is this player going to get more than 80 yards rushing this week? Say more or less, and you can win money by by stringing together two to six players that you have a beat on for their day in fantasy. And again, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. And with prize picks, they have a reboot policy on your entries that stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So play prize picks today. Prize picks offers weekly promotions that can lead up to big pay payouts like Taco Tuesday, where each Tuesday prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25% for even more value. And that includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and college sports, and so much more. Download the prize picks app today or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com dot com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Jenna Harner breaking things down here on our week six picks here in the NFL. Remind you, all our odds and ends provided are from FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. Now, Jenna, let's dive right into some, some AFC North games right here. And before we do, let's take a look at the AFC North right now. The Steelers sit at the top at three and two, tied with the Baltimore Ravens. At three and two, the the Browns in third place at two and two. They are the only team to have had a bye so far. The Bengals sit in last place at two and three, but they had an impressive win where the offense showed up last week, and it makes you wonder: Have they woken up right now? What is the power structure in the NFL? Because like we did, a, I did for those who might not see me, I'm on the Wednesday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast with James Rapine, where we review the collective uh, power rankings submitted by all of our Locked On hosts. And I put the Steelers up a bit higher than this, but they were ranked at 19th, which was last among all AFC North teams by collective people. Jenna, do you feel like the Steelers are actually right in the thick of things with these with these AFC North teams? Do you feel like they're that you know they've been kind of fortunate with their three wins and these other teams are about to start catching up or passing them up soon? I think that everybody should be wary about the Bengals because when you have a healthy Joe Burrow, we know what that team is capable of. But 
it's funny to me because on paper, I think the Steelers probably are the third best team in the AFC North. I'd put Cincy. I, my order would be Cincy, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. However, again, it's all about winning those division games. And it's a matter mm-hmm. of, hey, it doesn't matter what your record is when you come into those games. And we saw that case in point last week when the Steelers beat the Ravens. The Steelers in my opinion, did not have business winning that game. And if Baltimore catches one or two of those dropped passes, that could have been for sure touchdowns, Nelson Aguilar and uh, Rashad Bateman, that would have been an entirely different game. Also, if maybe they went for it on instead of going for it on fourth and two and just kicked the field goal. But I don't know. What am I to say? Um, but I, I realistically think that the Steelers – Right now, based on what we've seen, and again, if they come out of the bye and this offense starts clicking, this defense is able to shore some things up that have been giving them problems, then I say, hey, no, I think that they're probably right in the thick of things. But I think right now it's almost like two tiers for me where I probably put the Bengals and the Ravens atop and the Steelers ahead of the Browns, but them kind of in the same tier because of the Browns defense. I feel you there. Another thing I think is interesting here is that uh, of the teams so, so far who have played division games, they, they, they all have the Bengals 0-2 in the division, the Browns 1-2 in the division, the Ravens 2-1, the Steelers 2-0. and And like you said, those division wins, those are so important uh, with, with, with those games. I, I wonder how, how that continues there. But let's get to these AFC North games so we can get, the, get these picks in. Let's start with the one that I think that a lot of people are, are going to be picking picking very one-sidedly here. The Niners on the road at the Browns. The Niners are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Deshaun Watson looks like he's not going to play. The Browns have said P.J. Walker looks like he's going to start after Dorian Thompson Ford did not play well last week. I'm going with the Niners. Give me the points. Give me double the points. I don't care. They're going to smoke the Cleveland Browns. The Niners are the best team in the league. There's no question about it. And until I'm proven otherwise, I am picking them no matter what opponent they're playing, especially, again, an inferior opponent in the Browns. Again, they're coming off the bye. Are they coming off the bye? Yes, they are coming off the bye. bye. They're coming off the bye. But, again, when you don't have a healthy Deshaun Watson, their defense is probably the only thing that's doing it for him. But – San Fran has so many ways they can scheme against you. And we saw that on full display against the Cowboys. I think that this is going to be a massive win. The Ravens are four point favorites on the road against the Titans. The Titans have been up and down this season. I'm taking the Ravens to bounce back from a tough game against the Steelers. I know they're on the road. I know they just played pretty poorly there. The Titans have been a tough team to guess, but I'll take the Ravens winning on the road, bouncing back Lamar Jackson, getting back in action against these guys. Yeah, and this is the London game, so I know there's always some kind of sort of ish wonky things whenever you play in London. But I think at the bare, you know, at the base of it all, the Ravens know that they basically squandered away a win against the Steelers last week. They should have won that game based on again drop passes and everything that happened. Uh, so I think that they get right here. But I would not be surprised if this is a very like low scoring, ugly, close game. I'm right with you. I think it's going to be something like that. Now let's get to, I think, which is going to be the most intriguing matchup of all the AFC North games this weekend. And that's a one o'clock kickoff. The Bengals host the Seahawks. The Bengals are three-point favorites at home, which means, again, Vegas has given them three points just for being at home. This this is most likely a toss-up matchup here. My biggest question about the Bengals, yes, they put up 34 points. The offense looked like it was back, but they were playing the Cardinals, who are a team that a lot of people could put up a lot of points on. The week before, they got destroyed by the Titans, 27-3. I'm taking the Seahawks to win here. I think the Seahawks come into town. They're still a problem. It's a, it's a close game. I think the Bengals are competitive. But I think the Seahawks are also a good team, and I think this is going to be a back-and-forth game, but the Seahawks find a way to come out on top. 
this one's so intriguing to me because Seattle, of course, coming off the bye, so you have all the time in the world to scheme for the Bengals. Joe Burrow seems to be as healthy as he's been up to this point. We saw, you know, all the Jamar Chase, I'm always bleeping open quote, and then mm-hmm. things progressed, and he proved that last or last week, and uh, that 7-Eleven tweet where, again, always open. I like the Bengals in this one, but I keep going back and forth. I'm going Cincy because, again, it feels like they have to almost win most of these games at this point just to keep pace and to basically say, hey, look, we're going to get back on track because we know that we should be one of the top teams in the AFC, if not the NFL. I'm going Cincy, but I am cautious about this one. So I think this is our only split. It's, it's, I think this might be our only split this week. It's really going to be an interesting one. The, the Bengals, I think this is also a must win for them. They're going into a bye. If they would be going into this bye two and four and their next game out of that bye at the 49ers. So you do not want to be two and four staring a potential two and five West Coast trip in the face. And then you play the Bills right after that. The Bengals have to respond. I agree with you. This is a must win game for them. But I like the Seahawks still. She's Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI here in Pittsburgh. Jenna, thanks so much for joining us. Let people know they can find you, follow you and get more of your work. Well, thank you for always, as always, for having me. It's always a joy to be here with you recording on a Wednesday for a Friday show. So we're just having the <laughs> Friday energy early this week, which I'm here for. You can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram Jenna underscore Harner. Um, and I'm already starting to tell people PSA, but the Thursday night football game on November 2nd when the Steelers host the Titans if you're local in Pittsburgh, that game will be broadcast on Channel 11, WPXI. We'll be doing pregame, postgame, so definitely tune in for that. Uh, got some really awesome stories in the works that I can't quite tell anybody about yet, so uh, stay tuned for all that. Oh, snap. You get some backstage access there, y'all. Get on it with Channel 11, all their great work. And, of course, tune in to Channel 11 all through, all, every, every Friday night when we're both hosting Skylights and doing high school football highlights in the city of Pittsburgh. She's Jenna Harder. Thanks, Jenna. Thank you all for tuning in to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critique. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com. And find me here on the Locked On Steelers podcast Monday through Friday and doing our bonus episodes whenever you, you check us out on our fa- on your favorite podcasting app and on YouTube. We'll see you again over on Monday. Monday, recapping what happened we saw on Sunday and getting you ready for the Steelers week as they get ready to take on the Los Angeles Rams.